0: And so we're moving into this new series, It's Your Move. So so let's talk just for a second about our vision. We talk about our vision all the time. Our vision here at the church is upward, outward, forward. Upward that every person that walks into this church no matter where they're at on their journey, no matter what they've been through, that every person will grow closer to Christ. That's our vision outward, that we are going to go out, we are going to serve our community, we are going to take the gospel, the message of hope that we have in Christ, and we're going to share it with our community, and then forward, that we're going to invest in our future. Today, we're going to celebrate our graduates a little bit later, and we're going to see the product of the investment into the future, and so forward, so upward, outward, forward, and here's how we've kind of set it up. We've kind of got a three-year plan, and this year, the first year, is all about focusing on upward, that spiritual growth. And so a part of that is a thing called growth track. And, and right up there, you see a, there's a graphic and out in the foyer out here. There, there's something that explains it more, but the idea behind growth track is that, that we want anybody that walks into our church to be able to see where they're at in their journey and to see what their next step of faith is. Because here's the thing. We can have the vision, we can dream all we want about making every person or helping every person grow in their faith, but it can't happen unless you take the next steps in your faith. We can't force you to grow in your faith. It is your move. That's why this is called, it's your move, because you, if you want to grow closer to God, need to take the next step. We want to help you do that. So over the next four weeks, we're going to look through the four parts of growth track. And the first one today is discover. So let's, let's talk about discovery for a minute. Do we have any explorers in here? All right, we got kind of a boring group here. Like, any, anybody like to explore? Like to try new things? Like to experience new things? When I was growing up, like, I loved Exploring. I love to go out in the woods, or I remember we lived over off Whitehall Circle right over here off Tylersville Road, and, and there was just this little creek. I mean, I'm sure it was just a couple backyards with a couple trees in the middle, and we thought it was like the Amazon rainforest. We'd go back there and try to discover things. Like, I love discovering new things. So let's, let's get a little interactive here. I want you to think about, because we are made to continue to discover. We, as people, it's part of our DNA that we discover, we explore. Every day we're looking for new things. So I want you to, let's just have a little bit of fun. What have you discovered in the last month, few months, year? What is a new discovery in your life? Go ahead, share it with somebody next to you. What have you discovered? Could be a new activity, could be a new place, could be... Well, food, we're going to talk about food here in a minute. Cicadas, Cicadas, yeah. There's definitely some cicadas being discovered. All right, so let me bring you back here. Um, Are you guys aware that there is a big, um, there is a chicken sandwich war? Are you guys aware of that? Like there there are different, like everyone has a new chicken sandwich, right? And it started like maybe a year or two ago. When Popeyes Popeyes came out with their new chicken sandwich and I mean like people were like fighting over these sandwiches and there there was this big debate between Popeyes and Chick-fil-A which one's better Yeah there we go all right now we're getting to it no fighting please yeah, so, uh, you know, about a year ago, I had never really had the Popeye's sandwich. I like Chick-fil-A. It's a great place. I'm sorry to those, those of you that work at Chick-fil-A, but I'm a Popeye's guy. <laughs> I love that sandwich. It's good. And I discovered something new, and all of a sudden, uh, that, that kind of changed my life. I had a new Popeye's sandwich. I still love Chick-fil-A. They're good people. I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel like I'm talking behind their back because they're not open today. But I know I've got some, some Christians mad at me, but uh, I discovered that sandwich. So now, um, because I discovered that sandwich, because I enjoy that sandwich so much, now I discovered that I need to be on a diet. So about a month ago, we go down to South Carolina. Megan and I go to South Carolina. And we're eating at our favorite restaurant, California Dream, and it's right down on the water. All their food's delicious. And Megan says this thing to me that, that like, I mean, these are like fighting words for me. She says, you want to split a salad? What? They got ribs here. They, they got good stuff here. And, and I, but I had discovered Popeye's sandwich, and I had discovered that it was time to diet. So I said, "Sure, I'll, I'll try this salad." And oh man, I made a new discovery: the California Dreaming salad. Let me tell you about how healthy this thing is. It's got um, honey mustard and hot bacon grease dressing. Sounds healthy cheese. I'm sorry, I shouldn't talk about food at this time of day, but, but I'm telling you, it was delicious. I was down there with the boys last week, and I mean, that was high up on my list of things I was going to do. We discover things, right? Obviously, I'm going to talk about food. <laughs> we disco- we're always discovering new things. Today, I want to talk about discovery. You heard a video from Lindsay talking about how she's discovering Christ. Over the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. And today we're in chapter 1. And and today I want us to understand that that God wants us to discover something new today. Maybe it's not new. Maybe, Maybe you've read Ephesians 1. Maybe you've heard these concepts over and over again. But God continues to reveal himself to us, whether we've known it forever, whether we've been to church forever, or whether we're brand new. God wants to reveal himself to us. So we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 1, but but first I want to share some lyrics from a song. Um, There was a song a couple weeks ago, Sean and Lori Patrick were here, and when we lived in Texas, when my dad pastored a church in Texas, they had a Saturday night service, and one of the songs that they would sing in that service was from the band U2. Do we have any U2 fans? Okay. And it's called, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Listen to these lyrics. This is Bono, I mean, he's famous, he's, you know, tons of hits, rich, famous, and he says, I've climbed the highest mountain, I've run through the fields only to be with you. I've run, I've crawled, I've scaled these city walls only to be with you. But the last line, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. So here we've got this guy who is rich. He's famous. He has discovered so much of what the world has to offer. Some of the things that we think, I wish I could discover that sort of fortune or that sort of fame or success, he's discovered it, and he writes this song saying, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Today we're going to look at a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus and beyond and I want us to discover some new things today. So there's two people in this room. There's, there's the people in this room who have been around the church for a long time. Maybe you've read Ephesians chapter one or heard messages on Ephesians chapter one, and this will not be new words or new information to you. but this is, this is a moment that God wants to reveal wants you to discover something new about him. And then the second kind of person that may be here today is somebody who would say, I really haven't discovered Christ yet. And if that's you, you get to discover the greatest thing in the world. Bono says, I've climbed the highest mountain, I've run through the fields, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 through 10. To be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Now let's just stop here. Was there a theme that you noticed throughout that scripture? Was there a theme you noticed? Listen to this again. I'll emphasize it. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to be the praise of his glorious grace, which has been freely given in the one he loves. Are you getting this? In him, We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Are you getting the picture here? What are we supposed to discover here? What does Paul want the readers to discover? Paul wants them to discover Christ, our riches, our blessings, our inheritance in Christ. So so this is a letter that Paul wrote to the church of Ephesus. And most people believe that this is something that was supposed to be circulated around To other churches as well but Paul isn't writing this in Ephesus it's a major city it's a it's a city that he had spent time in years in in his missionary journeys and he had had a lot of success there um, working for the kingdom but he had to leave there and 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 at this point he's writing this letter not from Ephesus not from a place of success and comfort you know where he's writing this from he's writing this from prison is it so let's just go back for a second we got Bono who has everything that the world has to offer right and he writes a song saying but I still haven't found what I'm looking for we have Paul who has been a missionary he's devoted his life for Christ and he ends up in a prison cell and he says praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ do you see it you could search all you want in this world. You'll never find what you're looking for. Paul found it in Christ. And he writes this letter because he wants everyone to discover the blessings, the goodness, the life, the grace, the love of Christ. And so we have Bono who misses it and we have Paul who experiences Christ. He's discovered So this is is what I want you to do after today. This scripture is way too deep. I mean, we could spend a month, maybe months, on this scripture that I read. It's so good. We're going to work through it pretty quickly today. So this is what I want you to do. Every day this week, I want you to read Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 10, and I want you to study it, and I want you to pray over it, and I want you to experience Christ, through his word. Will you do that for me? Let's work through it really quick. Verse three, it says, he blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. He blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So let me stop for just a second. Everyone in here, I, you know, if you've been in church 50 years, 70 years, 100 years, whatever, if or if you're brand new, I want you to come into this text with an open heart and an open mind, and I want you to discover Christ. Starts in verse 3. It says, he blesses us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We had a couple people from our church that went to Guatemala, Guatemala. And last night at a grad party, we were talking, and we were just, we were talking about the fact that when you leave this country and all of the stuff that you're used to here and you go to a third world or, or any other country that doesn't have it like us, it opens your eyes to just how blessed we are. We have running water. We have air conditioning. We have cars. We have all, do you know how rich you are? And we were talking about last night just the way that we we can be convicted because we take all of these blessings for granted but those aren't the blessings that Paul's talking about here. He's not talking about riches, he's not talking about cars, he's not talking about health, he's not ta- He's in a prison. He's talking about the spiritual blessings of Christ. And he says he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We have no clue. We have no clue how blessed we are. We have no clue how good God is. We can sit here and say, oh, God's been good to me. God's given me all this stuff. And we're we're not even skimming the surface of his goodness and his blessing in our life because he's given us every spiritual blessing. So let's, let's work through them. Number one, in verse four, it says, he chose us in him before the creation of the world. Have you ever been in one of those, like in a draft or maybe in PE, or, or you're out on, on a ball field and, and we're picking teams, and have you ever stood in that line and just waited to be picked? And do you remember the, the angst, anxiousness, the, the struggle that you felt because you wanted to be picked? Do you remember that? I, why do we want to be picked so bad? Why is it so hard when we're not picked? Well, why is that so difficult? It's because we are searching for value. We wanna be valuable, we wanna be picked. We want somebody to choose us because that tells us that we are valuable, we are good. The first truth we see here is that He chose us. God, the creator of the universe, chose us In Christ, before the creation of the world. Listen, I don't care how many times you've been picked last at dodgeball or baseball or anything. I don't care how many times you've been passed over for a promotion. I don't care how many times you haven't been picked. Hear me today that God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. And the first one is this. He chose you Before the beginning of the world, before creation, he chose you in him. You don't need anything else. You don't need the promotion. You don't need to be picked first. You don't need any. Your value comes from the fact that you are chosen by God. I don't know if any of you came in here this morning and you're struggling to feel your value. You're struggling to feel like you matter. God chose you chose you from the beginning of time, before creation. You are valuable. You are loved. And it goes on and says to be holy and blameless. God didn't just choose you and say, okay, I'll take them. God chose you to be holy and blameless. God chose you to reflect His image. God created you. God made you. God chose you to reflect his image, the creator God. This beautiful universe, this beautiful sanctuary, everything we see was created by God and before that creation, he chose us. And he said, I want those people to be my image bearers. You are valuable, you are loved, you are chosen and you are supposed to be holy and blameless to be in the image of the almighty God. So you're chosen, number two. Verse five, in love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. In accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given and the one he loves. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship in Christ. Now let's just stop for a second. That word predestined is a stumbling block for some people because predestination is a big topic around different churches, hear me, this is what we believe. We believe that before time, he chose us and he predestined us, his will, his desire, his intention is that we will all become sons and daughters of the Most High God. It's not that God says, hey, Alex, I choose you, but not so much that person. No, God predestined us. It's his will. It says according to his, his pleasure and will. It's what God wants for each and every one of us to be adopted and to reflect his image. You are predestined. You are adopted for sonship. So a month ago, Megan and I went to South Carolina for a funeral and and it was a good friend of mine pastor Karen who I worked with and and I know I've told a lot of you this story because it's just too good of a story not to tell but but I got to tell you a little bit of her story today Karen is a wonderful loving person who just wanted to love other people she loved to hug she loved to care for others and so she would go to the hospital and she would sometimes just hold babies that were struggling babies that had been left And one day she went in and there was this little baby that had been born with fetal alcohol syndrome. And they said, Karen, would you please just take this baby home and would you hold this baby until it dies? Because it's not going to make it. And they sent Karen home with a little tiny baby in a body bag. And they said, could you just love this baby? And Karen took the baby home. And she laid him on the altar, and she held him, and she said, God, this is your child. He's 20 today. His name is Sean. And he's adopted. He's adopted not just by Karen, not just by her family. He's adopted by the Almighty God. He's a child of God. It's what he was created for. We are adopted in Christ. I don't care how much you feel that you're not valuable or if you haven't been picked or if you're looking for identity or you're looking for belonging. Listen to me. God predestined you to be adopted. His will, His pleasure is that you would become a part of His family. 1 Peter chapter 2 says, Once we were not a people, but now we are the people of God. When we accept Christ as our Savior, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we become sons and daughters of the Almighty God. There's nothing better that you're going to discover not chicken sandwiches, not cool new places. You're chosen, you're adopted. God loves you, invites you to be a part of His family. Romans 8, verse 14. It says for those who are led by the spirit of god are the children of god the spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again rather the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry abba father the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are god's children now if we are children listen to this then we are heirs heirs of god and co-heirs with christ If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. So we're chosen, we're adopted, we are sons and daughters, and we are heirs. So many people, Bono, so many others, spend their whole life searching for things in this world, trying to acquire, trying to gain, trying to find something. We are chosen, we are adopted, and we are heirs of his kingdom. You can search after this all you want you won't find what you're looking for. If you accept Christ, if you're filled with the Spirit, you are a son or a daughter of the Almighty God and you're an heir to all of it. That's good news today. The next thing, we're chosen, we're adopted, we are heirs, number three. Verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. We, we look for um, identity, we look for value, we look for purpose, we look for redemption, don't we? The truth is every single one of you in here, me, every single one of us has fallen short. It doesn't matter what we were created for, we've blown it, we've messed up, and something that we're all looking for is redemption and validation, right? We want to overcome our difficulties in Him, in Christ, we have redemption through His blood. When Jesus hung on that cross, when Jesus died, He paid the price for our failures, and we are a new creation, I've told you about my buddy Tony, he spent years messing around with drugs and alcohol, he spent years chasing after things and not finding what he was looking for, and one day God got a hold of him and changed him, and you know what, I don't look at Tony and think, ah, Tony, you're that guy that, you blew it. You know, you messed up too much, sure, God's doing some cool stuff, but, uh, no, he's a new creation. And right now, he's preaching God's word because God has changed him, and and he's no longer that person that's messed up and broken. He's a new creation in Christ. We're redeemed. We're forgiven. We're made new. You're chosen. You're adopted. You're an heir. You're redeemed. You're forgiven. You're made new. Verse 9, he made known to us the mystery of his will. Not only are we chosen, not only are we adopted, not only are we redeemed, but God pursues us and reveals himself to us and brings us into his plan to redeem and restore all things, to build his kingdom. You have a purpose in Christ God doesn't want to just take you. It's not just that you were in the line and he said, okay, I'll take you. No, no, God loves you. God chose you. God adopts you. says, you are a son or daughter of, of mine. You are a part of my kingdom. He redeems you. He makes you right. He makes you holy and blameless. But he also lets you in on the plan that all of this junk that we see every day, that all the brokenness, that all the pain, all of it is gonna pass away. <laughs> because his kingdom reigns and we are a part of his kingdom in Christ don't miss that in Christ if we accept Christ if we walk with Jesus we are we are his people his holy and blameless people so this is how it works because this takes us back to verse three. Verse three, Paul's sitting in a prison in a jail cell and he says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praise be. Bono says, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Paul says, I'm in prison, but praise God. He's so good, he's blessed me in so many ways. Here's how it works. He blessed you with every spiritual blessing before you even were created. He adopts you, he pursues you, he reveals his love to you. We discover him. Today's all about discovery. Today, we discover him. And then number four, today we bless, we worship him. So there's two people in this room. There's some of you that have been in church for your whole lives and you've heard the scripture and you've studied it, listen to me. You could study this every day for the rest of your life and God can still reveal himself to you. You can still discover his grace and his love and his goodness. If that's you, I want you to pray with me in a second and I want you to open your heart and I want you to study every day this week and I want you to say, God, reveal yourself. Show me who you are work in my heart, redeem me, restore me, make me like you. And maybe there's some of you in here that would say, hey, all of this is brand new to me, or, or I've heard it and I've run from it, and, and I'm just not living here where Paul is. Listen to me today. You're chosen. You're adopted. You're redeemed. All of that stuff Doesn't matter because Jesus paid the price and we can be a part of his kingdom. Sons and daughters of the most high. So if this is you today, the prayer is this, God, please give me your love. Forgive me for my sins. Help me to be more like you. Let's pray together. The worship team's gonna come up and I'm gonna pray with you. And and what I want you to do is, I, I want you, after I pray, I want you to stand up and I want you to praise God. See, Paul is in a prison cell and he's saying, praise God. Listen, if he's in a prison cell and he's saying, praise God, we can be in a nice sanctuary and praise God, right? God deserves it. God is good. So I wanna pray for us and I want each and every one of you to open your mind and open your heart and just say, God, I want to experience you today in a new way. I also wanna encourage you that if you take a step, it's your move, you have to decide that you want to follow. God is pursuing, God is revealing, he's chosen you, but you have to take that step. Today, if you're ready to take the next step, I wanna encourage you to go on our website, wcn.church, and I want you to click on the I'm ready button And find a way to take your faith to the next level. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. And Lord, I don't want to be that person that's singing, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I don't want to settle for less than your best. I wanna know your grace and your love and your holiness and your mercy in new ways today. So Lord, I pray for each and every person in here. If there's some here that have known you forever and you've been good to them and they've praised you over and over again, my prayer today is that they will know you in a new way today, that you'll speak to them and that, that we'll pour out our praises. But if there's anyone in here, Lord, that's living and searching after and going after things that will never fill us, I pray, Lord, that we will open our hearts and our minds. pray that we'll surrender ourselves to you. Lord, we love you. I thank you. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in every way. God, thank you. You are worthy of praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, stand with me.